Welcome to the Stay Healthy El Paso podcast, where we help El Pasoans get away from taking pain medications, avoid getting injections, avoid surgery, and keeping up an active lifestyle. This podcast is presented to you by Dr. David Midoff, expert physical therapist and owner of El Paso Manual Physical Therapy. It is our goal and intentions to provide you with valuable tips and insights from experts in the El Paso area so you too can stay healthy, fit, and energized. Now here is your host, Dr. David. Hey El Paso, this is Dr. David, physical therapist from El Paso Manual Physical Therapy. Welcome to the show. I've got Adrian Ortega here, expert acupuncturist. She's the best in the Southwest, definitely the best in El Paso. And we're going to be talking about fertility today. That's one of her big specialties. So I'll let Adrian tell you all about that. But first, let's hear about Adrian. So Adrian, where are you from? I'm from here, El Paso, Texas. I actually graduated from Montwood High School. Like, we don't have to say how many years ago, <laughs> but it was quite a few years ago. Um, like, there was a big reunion this past year, <laughs> last year. Um, so yeah, I went to Montwood. I then went to St. Mary's University in San Antonio, and then I transferred up to Weber State University in Utah. So that was, wow. yeah, went out of state for a little bit. Um, so graduated from there and then made my way back to Texas, um, in particular to Austin, Texas. And that's where I went to AOMA Graduate School of Integrative Medicine for what I currently doing, you know, I'm an acupuncturist, so I went there for my degree in traditional Chinese medicine. That's so cool. And, you know, one of the interesting stories that I remember when I first met Adrian and learned about her uh, acupuncturist schools, I, I went to school in Austin as well. I lived in Austin for a long time. And there was a coffee shop around the corner. I don't remember the name anymore, but from the acupuncturist school that you went to. And I would always pass by that school and think, oh, that's neat. They have an acupuncturist school right here in Austin. And, um, and so when Adrian brought it up, I was like, I know where it is. I know the school. I've seen it. I've looked through the windows. Yeah, I remember that. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, you've got your practice here in El Paso. Um, and so tell us about it. What's the name? Where is it at? How long has it been going? Yeah, um, it's on the acupuncture and here located in central El Paso, 3330 Pershing. Um, this will be our sixth year. Wow. Yeah, it's gone by really quick. And yeah, so we're here on the corner of Luna and Pershing. Awesome. That's that's so cool. And so what's something very unique about your practice? Well, I think something that's really unique about my practice is that I basically fell in love with my practice of practicing medicine. And I think the other thing that's really unique and led me to this medicine is because I feel like there is a very personal quality to the medicine. It's not like per se a series of tests and when, okay, you check off this box and that means that that's how the treatment's going to go. I really like this medicine because you can really tailor it to each person that walks in the door. So that's what I try to do here. Um, at all my acupuncturists, I really try to tailor what I do in my medicine for each person. It's not like a one size fits all. It's really nice that I can really make it for every person that walks in because every person is unique, mm -hmm. right? So that's the way I try to treat them with treatment. Yeah, and I've seen you practice. Um, you take your time and you make sure you 
you know, everything that's going on. You ask tons of questions. And so I, I can vouch for, for Adrian. She really does make it extremely personal. Well, if you don't mind, can we talk about fertility some more? Oh, absolutely. For sure. I know it's one of your favorite topics. So, um, fertility, tell us about it. Uh, what is it exactly? And what got you interested in it? Well, I got really interested in it because in, I was about, I think I was 25, 26 years old. Mm -hmm. I had just moved to Austin and I kind of just kind of hit a wall immune system wise. I started having, getting really sick really often. Um, had never had that issue. And all of a sudden I was just getting sick all the time, feeling really lethargic, lots of fatigue, which for a 25, 26 year old, that's just not, it's not normal. Yeah. Um, so I would go to doctors and I didn't get a lot of answers. Um, they would do tests and more tests and another panel here and another panel there. And they're like, no, everything's fine. I'm like, no, I'm not fine. <laughs> this is not okay to feel so exhausted and depleted all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and inadvertently, because of that um, pretty intense fatigue, uh, I started feeling having some other like, nothing serious, but some hormonal issues. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started seeking answers. I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting very many answers through um, my gynecologist or my PCP mm -hmm. and other specialists in the Western fields, Western medicine. So I started exploring going to chiropractors and I started going to a naturopath and mm -hmm. this, and, and then, um, someone recommended you should go to acupuncture. I was like, Oh, I went to an acupuncturist a couple years ago. <laughs> sure. I'm familiar with acupuncture. Fairly familiar. I'd gone, you know, maybe six to 12 treatments. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll go explore this. And they're like, Oh, we should go see Jen Jen. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go see Jen Jen. I was given her card. Uh -huh. And so I went on this path of healing and I started feeling better. Wow. I just started feeling better. I went to my appointments. I started making herbs. I was drinking these powders. I don't know what I was drinking, but I knew that I was feeling better and I was feeling different. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't know the science or my diagnosis per se, I just knew that I was feeling better and I just kind of started falling in love with it. Uh -huh. um, so from there, my practitioner, Jen Jen, um, actually ended up being a professor at the, my grad school wow. that specialized in gynecology. Had no idea. Wow. I had no idea that uh -huh. she specialized in gynecology. All I knew is that she was making me feel better. All I knew was that I was less <laughs> sick and my hormone <clears throat> issues were much more controlled and I had more energy. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew is how I was feeling and that she helped me. Mm -hmm. So, wow. So it was Jen Jen that it kind of sparked your interest in the, in the fertility field and gynecology more specifically. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I started getting really interested into like, oh, well, let me start reading more about, you know, I started reading more books about women's health mm -hmm. and then I started learning about different herbs and I started learning more about what, what's going on in different parts of my cycle. Like I really started to become a student before I even went to grad school. I was kind of just like delving into the female body mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the process, yeah. but I definitely learned a lot about myself. So how, I mean, I'm just so that everybody is on kind of on the same page who might be listening to this podcast. How big of a deal is it to see like, or how many people are actually having 
uh, you know, gynecological problems or fertility problems yeah. that that end up going to go to a seeking an acupuncturist's help. Are you saying like how many women? Let me just make sure I understand. Yeah. How many of my patients are women's health, or are you saying like how many women? And the general population have these issues. Yeah, in the general population, like how how many people are running in going to their typical gynecologist, the you um, know the mainstream, right. and then aren't getting helped, and really could be seeing somebody like you. Absolutely, I mean a lot of people. I mean, if you go to let's just say a patient is diagnosed with dysmenorrhea, very basic dysmenorrhea is painful menstruation. Mm-hmm. That is awful because that's happening every single month, right, to a woman. Oh. It's a big population. It's about 20, 30% of women suffer from dysmenorrhea. Now, the only treatment that Western medicine at this time has is birth control pills. That's the number one. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that they give um, are muscle relaxants. Mm -hmm. Now, women like to go work and like to take care of their families and, you know, live from day to day. Now, if you're taking muscle relaxant... That's going to be really intense, and you're going to have all these other side effects. The other thing women like to do is eventually, not everybody, they want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So if they're on the birth control pill and they're for painful menstruation, but at some point in the childbearing age, you want to have a child, Mm -hmm. then they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And that's kind of where alternative therapies, you know, are really helpful, like acupuncture. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I guess being a being a male, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not 100 percent familiar with it. But you know, being in the medical field, um, you know, knowing you, my of course being married and all that, I, I hear about all the problems that ladies run into. But um, I guess I don't have that, you know, that that personal experience of, right. of having you, those kinds of yeah, problems. Yeah, but but you know, you go to barbecue and you're like, oh, I heard so and so. They want a second child. Yes. Don't you hear those stories? Or, oh, so-and-so's wife couldn't make it because she wasn't feeling well because uh-huh. of... Right? Yeah. We all know those. I mean, we may not know someone directly, but you know someone indirectly, if not in your circle, that's suffering from some kind of women's health issue. So is it is the infertility problem usually that in other words if somebody can't get pregnant or they don't want to get pregnant there's a reason for that is because they're maybe on birth control to avoid the painful menstruation i mean that can happen sometimes right what are some other reasons some other well Mm -hmm. what can lead them into my office also is because then let's just say they got um, birth control pills Uh since they were 14. Uh now they walk in my door 16 years later They've been on birth control for 16 years. Yeah. They have not had any normal hormonal regulation. For all those years. For all those years. And let's just say they've been off of the pill for two years. They're like, oh, I haven't had a pill in two years. I mean, I haven't had a period in two years. Wow. That's a problem. So there's people that have been on birth control. Ladies have been on birth control for, you know, 10, 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. Then get off birth control and still don't have a period. Sometimes, sometimes, that, 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 that happens. That, but that happens often. I almost see it a couple times a month. Wow. I'll have, and it's called, it actually has a name. It's called birth control amenorrhea. Wow. It's lack of a menstrual menstruation uh-huh. due to birth control. Wow. Now, they weren't doing anything wrong. They, they went to the doctor. Uh-huh. Their parents took them to the doctor, and they needed help because, you know, she was missing school. 
or she was missing soccer, or she was missing... She just wanted to feel better. So the natural solution that Western medicine provides is getting on birth control. That's the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. But now they're walking in 30, 35 years old now, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years later, and they want to conceive and they're having a hard time. Wow. Wow. This is good. Is there any other very common reasons that people have fertility problems? So you mentioned, you know, they are they may be on birth control for a long time. Um, you mentioned they have pain, painful uh, cycles. Mm-hmm. Is there any other big ones that, that come to mind that um, people might o- often come in for fertility? Sure, help? sure, for sure. Um, there's um, PCOS, which is, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's actually an endocrine response. It's an endocrine dysregulation and that's about 10% of the population of women have that. Now what happens there is that it gets very, their, their period gets very irregular. It go, it's just kind of just all over the place. It's like, it'll come every 35 days and it'll be like 60 days. Mm -hmm. So that's one big reason why people come into my office. Mm -hmm. Um, now what happens there because of PCOS, that's also really hard is that if someone suffers from PCOS Mm -hmm. and they are able to conceive, um, they have like a, it's like a 15% chance. It'll actually, they'll actually miscarry. Wow. So, I mean, that's always exists, right? You know, one of every four, um, pregnancies ends in miscarriage, mm-hmm. but that goes up even more if they have the diagnosis of PCOS. Wow. And the same goes for endometriosis. Endometriosis has to be more, um, more of the population. It's like 15 to 20% of the population. Wow. Of women suffer from endometriosis and they have really painful periods where mm-hmm. they're having to go to the ER and, um, causing other endocrine issues. Mm-hmm. And, and implantation issues when they do conceive, and it makes them about 20% more likely to also have miscarry. Oh my gosh. This is so good. I'm, I'm so glad. I, again, being a guy, I'm, I'm playing the dumb <laughs> the dumb guy card here. <laughs> you know, my specialty, I'm, I'm in a completely different um, field as far as uh, like the section of the health field. I'm in, you know, musculoskeletal stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm learning so much just listening, listening about this because I guess in my mind, with my dumb guy brain, <laughs> I have, I think that the, the lady organs are like genetically, you know, from birth, they've had problems or, or there's some issue that happened that there's like some damage to an organ. But from what you're saying, that's not really the case. It's just that they've been on, a make, uh, on say, birth control for too long or, or they've, they've got some, uh, some other... Um, hormonal dysregulation. Yeah, some hormone problem. And that's what you help them with through, through your, your treatments. So this is so cool. This is awesome. Well, I kind of want to... Is, is it okay if I touch on maybe like I treat a lot... Well, not a lot. Kind of depends on the month. Um, <laughs> I also treat male factor fertility. Yeah, that, let's talk about let's, that. That's let's really talk about that because a lot of good research is coming out that male factor is a serious factor. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest, I would say about 80% of the couples that do come in actually have male factor and female factor. Oh my gosh. That's in, in my office. Number in my office, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Like, I think that's what is a little bit different about me. And that's why you want to find an acupuncturist that specializes in fertility because I ask my couples to bring in their labs. 
because I want to see her lab work and the male's lab work. That's got to be so relieving for the the lady in the relationship to be like, it's not just me, it's you too. And, you know, we need to fix this problem on both sides of the relationship so that we can start a family or continue a family. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's important to look at both because it takes two people to make this <laughs> other person, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, I look at sperm analysis very, very often. And I actually am seeing a remarkable decline mm -hmm. in quality and quantity and count. Of sperm? Absolutely. Wow. I mean, I have 30-year-olds coming in and... It's, their analysis are comparable to someone in their 50s. Oh, my gosh. And it's Jeez. it's our lives. Our lives are really intense. We work a little too hard or uh, um, maybe drink too much coffee, maybe drink too much alcohol or drinking too much sodas, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and not that it's like that for every everybody, mm -hmm. but if you put all of those really intense things together, mm -hmm. um, it's also causing some hormonal dysregula dysregulation for the men. Wow. And they've even sent, did a huge study in Britain mm -hmm. um, last year, and that sperm counts, just the count, not the quality, just the count, has, has been cut by half since the 20s. Oh, my gosh. It's all the stuff in our, in our diets and air or, and or water. Or the lack of stuff in our diets, right? It's the lack of... You know, vitamins and minerals in our diets, uh, and it's the lack of vitamins and minerals in the soil, and mm -hmm. maybe not hydrating enough, and not sleeping well, and mm -hmm. so it's, it's a lot of things. Wow. Wow. This is so cool. I'm learning so much, Adrian. Thank you so much for sharing all this. So um, I, th I think you've covered why you're, ne you're an expert <laughs> in fertility. This is, this, for, for me, you're definitely the, the person I'm going to go to. If, ever have someone who has problems or myself of course um so why should people come and see you if they have a fertility problem what's like the the main thing is there anybody else in town that, that does what you do or is what's different about you um what's different about me is that i'm a fellow of aborm and aborm is the american board of oriental reproductive medicine mm -hmm. now why that's a little bit different is because i know and i study as much as I can, the current research that's being done on male factor fertility, semen analysis, um, you know, the newest developments on PCOS and hormonal dysregulation, endometriosis. Mm -hmm. So whenever I went and I just sat for my board exam, I mean, I, the board exam actually was about 75% Western medicine. Mm -hmm. So I can read labs like mm -hmm. a like very comparable to like a reproductive endocrinologist. Like I um, need to know what they're talking about and why they are going to a reproductive endocrinologist. Yeah. So, you know, I not only help people, families that are trying to conceive naturally, but I also help people that, you know, have to go the IVF route, in vitro mm -hmm. route, or they have to do IUI. Or, you know, there's more and more because of so many issues, PCOS, endometriosis, male factor, or even a history of cancer, Mm. right um they have to do ivf right so then i can help support them in that fertility process mm. so that's what makes me different and basically you know 90 percent of my continuing ed that i take every year mm -hmm. that's required to be a member of the board um you know i it's in women's health so that's in addition to your general acupuncture training Yes, right, very so you, much so. So you went to college, you got your bachelor's degree, then you went to... And you I got, got my master's. master's. 
mm-hmm. and then you went to acupuncture school and so you're that's already putting you at an acupuncturist and then you did a, a specialist training in the in the women's health stuff right and i passed my board exam which yeah. i studied so hard at. oh my gosh yeah that's a lot of school no it's, it's a lot of school <laughs> that, that that board exam was no joke yeah wow so that's that's really good information when somebody comes to you for treatment so I, I think one of the burning questions everybody has i know whenever i recommend you to people they're like is acupuncture gonna hurt <laughs> and i tell them because i've had it myself you know right. you've you've uh, worked on me before and uh does not hurt at all from i can say from my experience but what what's your description or how do you tell people about what you do with the needles yeah, so with the acupuncture, normal sensations are a slight prick, heaviness, pressure. It might get warm in the area because it's increasing blood flow, mm-hmm. but that's about it. In my in my professional opinion, it shouldn't be painful. Every once in a while, if someone comes in with um, pretty intense carpal tunnel syndrome, mm-hmm. right, and it's really inflamed, um, it can be a little tender, but should it be stabbing and painful? In my professional opinion, absolutely not. Then, yeah. then maybe it's time to go see someone else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've had it done, and it it literally feels like pressure. It doesn't. It does, it's right. uh, maybe a tiny little poke. I'd say comparable to like a mosquito bite. I think I've actually had mosquitoes that have bitten me that have been more painful than an acupuncture needle. <laughs> I would definitely agree with you. <laughs> I would definitely agree. I'm serious. Adrian's touch is so gentle. I remember the first time she did it. I and I'm just to give you guys a backstory. I'm terrified of needles. I've passed out several times when I've had my blood drawn. Of course, those are big giant needles in order to get blood out. But the acupuncture needles are are really really thin, and um, it feels like just pressure. And it's it's it was really painless. I, I was. When I remember seeing a picture because Adrian took a picture I wanted to see. I asked her to. And I was like, all oh, those needles were in my back? No way. I didn't even feel them. That's that's nuts. So it's it was pretty good. What else do you do besides the, the acupuncture needling, the, the actual needling? Because I know there's other things you do here in-house. Um, so I recommend supplements and I recommend Chinese herbs. Mm-hmm. And other, you know, um, lifestyle, dietary um, alterations. You know, like someone that has PCOS, I tell them they should do this, they should eat this, not that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then now, especially for certain, um, like for trying to, um, I have a patient that comes in and has a history of miscarrying, for example, mm-hmm. and repeated pregnancy loss, then I really want to make sure um, that that's not going to happen again at the 10th week. So yeah. then I make, um, I write up a herbal prescription mm-hmm. and we make it here and we encapsulate and we put it in capsules for them. Oh, that's cool. So you guys actually put the herbs and the pills. In yeah. The- like I make it specifically for them. That's so cool. Another thing is I have this other patient that she has like a, uh, she can't get a formal diagnosis about what's going on with her. She mm-hmm. doesn't clot fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so postpartum, we helped her to prevent from that she would bleed too much. Wow. So I made her a formula for that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Are people coming to you and leaving their other doctors, or are they seeing them alongside you? Both. I feel like both, mm-hmm. um, which I'm happy to do. I mean, 
actually, some other doctors are referring them to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I get I get referrals from all of the um, all the doctors that do IVF and IUI. Mm-hmm. I, I get referrals from them now. Um, but are they leaving them? Sometimes they take a break. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take a break, but they just need to kind of leave Western medicine for a little bit, take a break. And kind of recuperate mm-hmm. and make that mind-body connection and spirit connection again. Um, unfortunately, sometimes Western medicine can kind of keep that out. Yeah. So it's nice for them to come over here and reconnect with their bodies and their spirit. And then I, I refer out and I want them to get tested because mm-hmm. there's it gives me a broader perspective about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a bow, really. Cool. So and I think that's. That is what's different about me. I don't think there's just one way, and that's the best way. I think everybody has their journey in healing, mm-hmm. and I'm just happy to meet them where they are um, and help them and support them in that process. And if there's they're needing support and help somewhere else, then we'll, we'll help you find that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's with a reproductive endocrinologist or you need to go talk to a therapist, like we have referrals for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. So when should somebody in El Paso um, reach out to you? Like what problems should they have? Uh, um, you know, what signs should they be looking for? At what point should they say, I need to go to Alma Acupuncture and talk to Adrian because I have this, this and that, or I'm in this situation? Well, if we're talking about fertility and someone's trying to conceive, mm-hmm. at any age, I say if there's no success in six months, come in. Okay. So they've been trying for six months, nothing's happening. I know some doctors really push for a year. Yeah. And I just, I feel like my patients wanted to be pregnant three months ago. Yeah. So come in sooner than later. It's, I, I, I have never met anyone that's like, oh, I can't, I, sh-, you know, they, they all come in and they're like, oh, so, doctor so-and-so told me to come in six months ago. I should have came in sooner. Mm-hmm. Or my girlfriend told me you know, three months ago, I should have come in. Yeah. So I, I don't really have anyone that's like, oh, I shouldn't have really come in. <laughs> They're always like, oh, why didn't I come earlier? Often that's what happens. And, you know, um, if, you know, if they have male factor, if they're going to do IUI, IVF, mm-hmm. a donor cycle, like for sure you need to invest because you're investing a lot of time and money. Mm-hmm. You, need to in, you need to come do acupuncture because it increases your chances of conception. Yeah by twofold, which is pretty amazing. Um, and also if, you know, if you have other issues going on, anything that has to do hormonal hot flashes, migraines, headaches, Mm -hmm. um, like I was talking about, you know, carpal tunnel. Yeah. I treat that almost on a weekly, probably on a weekly basis. Actually, Mm -hmm. if I really look at it, um, knee pain, things like that. Mm -hmm. So pain, allergies, Yeah. come on in. I do have one one question. I think I think this is super helpful for the listeners. Um, do you have an example? You don't have to share any names, of course, of, oh, okay. of, a, of a client that had a really cool success story, like with fertility specifically, um, where they they came in, maybe waited too long to see you, and then um, you know we're having we're having fertility problems, and then ended up having a great outcome. For sure. Can you I, tell us more? Yeah, for sure. I have um, a patient right that I can think of two of them right now, and I'll try to, because they're both really cool. Yeah. They're really good stories. 
One of them in particular, I believe she's 38 years old, had two children, um, and got remarried, mm-hmm. comes in, um, they bring me their, they had already gone to a reproductive endocrinologist, mm-hmm. really doesn't want to do IVF. She's just like, I really don't want to do it. It's so expensive. It's so much work. I was like, it is a lot of work. <laughs> I tell them, and doing IVF is like having a part-time job. It's wow. really intense. Um, and I was like, oh, there's male factor here. We can improve these numbers. Let's improve the quality of your egg. Mm-hmm. Let's improve the quality of the sperm. And let's see what we can do here. Like I had already seen the reproductive endocrinologist. Yeah. The doctor told her, you needed to go just straight to IVF. Like that's what he told her. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the second month, she got pregnant. Oh my gosh. Second month working with you. Second month. Wow. She took the herbs, she took the supplements, she tweaked her diet just a tad. Uh-huh. That that was it. He made some changes, he took his herbs. Yeah. That was it. So the so just let me make sure I got the story straight. Yeah, so for sure. um your patient had seen another doctor who was recommending they had tried some stuff, recommending to go to IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. He himself that does it recommended that she do in vitro yeah. right away. And just a side note, what's IUI? I'm not sure. Intrauterine. Intrauterine. Insemination. Insemination. So IVF in vitro puts the egg and the sperm together and makes an embryo, right? Uh-huh. IUI is just um, timing it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's all happening inside yes, it's the body. A, yes, exactly. And then okay. IVF happens outside the body, which is considerably much more expensive. Let's add another twenty thousand dollars to that Ooh. procedure. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of dough for sure. Plus all the work involved. Absolutely. Okay, so then this lady had had um, your your patient was recommended to begin IVF treatment, which is the the more expensive, more time consuming version. She came to you, did treatments for two within two months. She was. Pregnant. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. And I told her, you got to give it three months. Mm. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. And is that a common outcome for you? Like, is that very typical? The average, the average actually is three to seven months. Okay. So that was a, a, a faster one. It was. But heck, three to seven months isn't bad either. It's compared mm. to you're waiting for a year. Right. <laughs> right. So that's why I always say, come in sooner than later. Don't wait for the year. Just wow. come in after six months. Hasn't happened? Come on in. Let's just get, let's just get everything going yeah. faster and that way everyone's happy and can go on and have mm-hmm. their family move on so the other patient i wanted to actually touch on yeah. is um a pcos patient uh-huh. she's polycystic ovarian syndrome correct mm-hmm. so there's like a hormonal dysregulation going on um mm-hmm. had been trying to conceive about a year nothing had really happened um and also i noticed that there is a male factor and a female factor uh-huh. pretty quickly so Made some suggestions for him. He never needed to really come. It wasn't that severe mm-hmm. that he needed to come in and get acupuncture, but send him with some herbs, um, boxers, not briefs, <laughs> which is a huge thing, right? Um, and then for her, she just started coming in. She was in my office. Um, you know, she came in here once a week for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a little bit longer. She also went to a doctor and the doctor was like, no, we need to do IUI for a couple of cycles and then we'll review evaluate because mm-hmm. this is not, this isn't working. And so she was actually going to do IUI. Um, and she actually got pregnant. I think it was on the fifth month 
Wow. Okay. She got pregnant on the very fifth month, um, and she's 38 weeks pregnant this this week. Oh, my gosh. So they're expecting pretty much in the next month, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so she cool. Yeah, so she worked really, really hard. Wow. I was super, super proud of her. That's awesome. This is incredible to hear about, you know, just the... Because, you know, we have three kids. I have three kids, my wife and I. And um, you know, we're very fortunate to, to both be very fertile. We don't have any problems, thank God. But, um, you know, we hear about it all the time. We hear about people having miscarriages and struggling to get pregnant and having complicated pregnancies. And, and, and we hear about the pregnancy typically because that's when people announce, like, I'm pregnant. But we, know, we don't hear about all the stuff that happens before, which is what yeah. you're dealing with, the fertility side of things, like right. leading up to getting pregnant. Which is really stressful. Mm-hmm. Which is really stressful. It doesn't really matter what the couple's struggling with, whether it's recurrent pregnancy loss or it's male factor or it's PCOS or it's endometriosis or whatever it is. It's really hard. And what happens a lot with these families is they feel very isolated. Yeah. And they, there's like a lot of shame and stress associated with it as well. It's not something that's always talked about. I think more and more um, people are Mm -hmm. being more honest and truthful about what is going on and what they have been suffering with. But that's going to, it's it's still not mm, at the level I think that people are really aware of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People don't talk about this on a regular basis for sure. And, you know, part of it, part of it is that people are waiting longer. To conceive, right? Mm-hmm. You want they want to go to grad school, and they want or they want to go to law school, or mm-hmm. you know all those uh, medical school like that takes a long time. Yeah. So there's 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 other factors that are playing into this, but um, I know I do know that acupuncture helps with the stress. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can I can vouch for for that for sure. My wife has seen uh, Adrian. My wife. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. She gets night terrors, so she wakes up screaming in the middle of the night. And, um, you know, it was, it was a serious problem to the point where she was having to, um, you know, get a sleep study done. And, and um, uh, she, was, she broke her hand is what happened. She, she got up in the middle of the night, fell out of the bed, broke her third metacarpal, which is a bone like right in the middle of the hand. One that you never really ever break. It's not at all common. Had to miss work for two months, and and uh, you know the the doctors after the sleep study said, well, we can put you on medication. That's going to be the best thing, um, or you could try meditation. And and my wife's like, I don't want medication. I can do meditation. I can pray. I can do all that stuff. But you know, I need something else too. It's not it's not cutting it. One time she fell and nicked the corner of her eyebrow on the nightstand, and you know, an inch down or less, and it would have been her eye. Who knows if she'd have two eyes at this point. And she's doing it subconsciously, you know, she's asleep. And so I didn't even know Adrian could work <laughs> with people in this situation. Uh, but, you know, I could see how it's a stress-related issue. And um, my wife has had a much better um, outcome since then. She still gets little flare-ups here and there. She's very conscious of managing her stress, of course. But, gosh, if it gets out of hand, we're, we're coming right back in this week. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, heck no on the medications because that's, that's a whole other ballgame. It is. Um, and, you know, if it's, I'm not personally, and I think you're probably in the same stance, I'm not completely against it in the right situation Absolutely. for the right circumstances, but there are other alternatives many, many times, more often than not. I agree. So do you have anything else that you want to share with, with uh, El Pasoans before we, we start wrapping up? Um, yes. If you or someone you know 
is going to be embarking on IUI or IVF, you want to send them my way mm-hmm. and, or do acupuncture. They don't even have to do it with me. <laughs> if they're in Phoenix and tell them to find a good um, acupuncturist because it'll increase their chances of conception twofold, um, mm-hmm. which is by 50%. And um, if you know anyone that is either a first-time mom, they're pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, if they start coming in at 36 weeks once a week, it decreases um, labor by three to six hours. Oh, my gosh. I think that's pretty huge. Absolutely. <laughs> they don't call it labor for nothing. So, we just, you know, yeah. if I could help in any way, that would be great. Because I've had some amazing success stories with first-time moms that came in. Yeah, that's nuts. Decreasing labor by three to six hours is... Uh, I've seen my wife go through labor three times. <laughs> and if we could keep it to, like... Five minutes, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's an awesome statistic. Great. Um, well, in closing, so if anyone wants to come and learn more about you or your clinic or maybe even make an appointment, what's the best way to get in touch, Adrian? For sure. You can call us here at 915-201-9303. Um, you can also check out our website, maybe learn a little bit more. Um, you can go to almaacupuncture-ep. Dot com, um, and you can just hit us up whenever you're interested and ready to make an appointment. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming onto the show and giving us your expertise um, so we can spread this all over El Paso. Um, if uh, I, I just thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful for you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Stay Healthy El Paso podcast. Brought to you by El Paso Manual Physical Therapy, where we help El Pasoans get away from taking pain medications, avoid getting injections, avoid surgery, and keeping up an active lifestyle. If you'd like to learn more about what El Paso Manual Physical Therapy can do for you, call 915-503-1314 or visit our website at epmanualphysicaltherapy.com. Mention this podcast for a free discovery visit valued at $100. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and follow the show on your favorite listening platform so you won't miss an upcoming episode. Tune in next time to get the best health tips from experts in the El Paso area.